Welcome to the Comic Blast Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Comic Blast Podcast. I'm with my two amigos, which makes a total of three. The way you said what? that, as you're like, can, you have the cough drop in your mouth. Can you get that cough drop out of your mouth? Listen, welcome back to the Comic Blast Podcast. I hope people are entertained by it, because my throat, it hurts, man. And I've been wanting a cough drop all day. They're cherry-flavored. You heard their voices already. <laughs> Cole Black and Keenan. Why Kenan Why do Black. I have a last name? <laughs> Keenan is anonymous, yeah. okay? I don't say my last name, but yours just flows, you know? Yours is literally just two syllables. Cole Black. Well, mine is also... Mine like is a... Grayson. His is Keenan. Yeah. So, you gotta rock with the two syllables. How you guys doing, man? <laughs> Mans? Men? Uh, I think we're doing yeah. great. I mean, we did get a chance to see a pretty, pretty cool movie over the past week. So I think we're doing it pretty was, good. It was a decent it movie. It was pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For anybody who has been keeping up with this journey, we have finally made it to our review of Spider-Man No Way Home, which we watched back on Friday. We are recording this on a Tuesday. You'll probably be hearing this on a Wednesday or sometime around that area but hopefully you guys don't want to go see it if not we're going to do a spoiler free review which is basically going to be two minutes long saying you guys should go see the movie but let, let me but i go a little bit more in depth than that how did you guys like the movie uh, like it yeah it was pretty well, good i don't i you know, it's so I, I want you to i want you to tell me right now you we you know we just the last episode we did yeah was our MCU review before No Way Home. It was all of the MCU journey of Spider-Man. Yeah. Tell me your thoughts now seeing this movie. So it's so funny. One of one of our listeners, one of my friends, Will, pointed out, because he listened to the, the Far From Home or just MCU Spider-Man episode that we did, and yeah. he, he said he was laughing because at the end of the episode, we were like, we were, we were hating on you know the MCU Spider-Man, but uh, at the end of the episode... We were like, watch us just come back for the next episode and be like, we love it. It fixed everything. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's just my thoughts on my non-spoiler thoughts on the film. I don't. Because I, that's exactly yeah, what happened. I have been so negative. Mad. I've been so negative about the MCU Spider-Man. I, we pointed out a lot of positives on that episode, but like overall, yeah. I just wasn't happy with the direction of the character. And this, I don't. I don't think it was like a retcon i just felt like it was a natural progression of peter parker's story and right. i and i didn't necessarily have the patience being an almost 30 year old man to see this you know very youthful peter parker um but now we're getting to the part you know of peter's life that i enjoy the most which yeah. is the adult years um so yeah, yeah I, like a lot of people were like yeah it fixed things and it retcon things and i'm like this isn't a rise of skywalker situation i think this is just a natural progression of the character yeah. and yeah i love the movie and we're gonna get into the spoilers but like overall yeah. amazed by it and i've already declared that it's my favorite mcu movie and yeah. i'm kind of like teetering on like whether or not i'm i'm trying not to be a prisoner of the moment but it might be my favorite <laughs> Sp spider-man movie 
it yeah. could possibly that, get there. That's such a I've never heard that phrase, prisoner of the moment. I love that was beautiful. Thanks. I don't know if you just came up with that up on the spot. Yeah. Probably not. I am you did? I am the originator of that phrase. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's <laughs> a very common yeah. phrase. It's just a thirty year old yeah. phrase. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've, I've never heard of that, uh, but I'm going to use that from now on. Yeah, that's uh, kind of dope. Cole, what did you think of the movie? You did not get to see it with us, but we saw it at the exact same time, but in different locations. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? No spoilers. I, I like Spider-Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I was I was immediately, uh, like, like, after hearing, uh, like like, your thoughts... And our good friend Jacob thoughts, um, like like right after the movie was over, I was trying to be the the, the one that was like, okay, I'm not going to be a prisoner of the moment here. I'm going to try to think critically, you know, because I'm going to go like like I, I really need to evaluate this. Like, is it a good movie, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, I've given it some thought, and I don't think this movie is like meant to be looked at critically. It's more of like a spectacle of an event to be for the fans. So I'm not really going to look of it, look at it that way. I'm just going to say, did I enjoy it? So, so yeah, I, I did enjoy it. It was great. Um, yeah. and it's also, I have evaluated. It is my, it, it is, it is uh, my, my third favorite Spider-Man movie. Um, what are, what are the two, uh, foregoing that? So occasionally they, they dethrone each other. Depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Right. Um, but but it's currently number one is Into the Spider Verse, uh, and then two is Spider Man Two, uh, and then three is No Way Home. Yeah, um, No Way Home is just very very good. Uh, it's like like even when I tried to think about it critically, it was still great. Um, so yeah, it was it was everything that I wanted it to be and more. So yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you guys both said it like. I've seen this movie twice now, um, and the first time, of course, was just you're just feeding off of all the hype from the the cool moments and things like that. And but I I was like, okay, maybe second time I'm probably not gonna like it as much. I'll probably be like, nah, it's not my favorite MCU movie. Yeah. Like I was, that was worried just about the hype, that too. You know? um, no, it definitely is my favorite MCU movie yeah. because this movie is a celebration of Spider-Man and his character and what the writers did with Tom Spider-Man, which, again, I was both Keenan and I and many others were critical of because of his seemingly lack of simul- similarities between what the character stands for and what the, how the character acts in the comics. There's, there's some, there's, there were some similarities, but overall, like, he was not being super responsible. He was not being, like, he wasn't all self-made sort of thing, you know, and it was, and that was a product of him being inserted into the MCU, but they kind of, they really just outplayed me and many other people where it's like, they did an amazing job. The writers, the trilogy, like, like now looking back at this series as a trilogy, I'm like, holy crap, that was amazing. Like, that was just so well done. How they pulled that off like I just don't understand, you know. It's th- that's this is how you end a trilogy, yeah. And hopefully set up. Or I mean, it's like wishy washy right now. But they they are working on a Spider Man four. But Tom Holland's like, I don't know if I'm gonna be Spider Man anymore. But I'm. But then he's like, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play Spider Man for the rest of my life. And I'm like, Dude, what? Make up your it's mind. Probably contractual. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know that I they like Sony and Marvel have an agreement, but maybe Tom 
doesn't have yeah. an agreement yet. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I I do hope he comes back for another trilogy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was blown away with this movie. It is my also my third favorite Spider-Man movie. My number one is Spider-Man Two. Number two is Into the Spider-Verse. This is number three. Um, and Heenan uh, tweeted. <laughs> the other day he said I can't wait to own every version of this movie and I'm like yeah I'm just eagerly awaiting for that steel book so I can watch the 4k mm-hmm. and like and just rewatch it over and over and over again watch the deleted scenes watch the commentary like this is one of those movies that I'm like so yeah. invested in you want to absorb I'm, every I'm, like detail from it I'm right there with you yeah yeah so um so yeah I I think I only have if, with, if I had to make complaints, like there's only very minor details. Overall, I'd give it like a nine out of ten or a nine and a half out of ten. I, I'll say nine nine point two five out of ten. <laughs> That's where I'll, I'll set this as. Cause, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it's fantastic. So if you guys have not seen it, and I know it is the, the you know the holidays and people are busy, but please try to avoid all spoilers if possible. And do yourself the service and go watch this movie. You will not regret it if you are, you you will not regret it if you are a Spider-Man fan. Yeah. And it, even if if you just appreciate Spider-Man in any capacity or Marvel, you you're going to like this movie. I assure you. It may not be your favorite. Spider-Man may not be your thing. But even people that I know that aren't like die-hard Spider-Man fans are like, dude, that was the best movie I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like. Everyone's it's not the best movie I've ever seen, it. but like it's really good, you know. It's, it's, it's just... an event film, and everyone who's like everyone's talking about it, like you know, we we sit here and we absorb every piece of like you know Marvel, DC, Star Wars content, and, like we keep up with everything. You know, mm-hmm. Shang Chi came out or Shang Chi came out, and it's an amazing film, and yeah. like critically, you know, it made good money at the box office. But like when I go to work, nobody's like, "Did you see that movie?" You know. Whereas now I go to work and people who don't necessarily keep up with all of the Marvel mm. stuff is just like, oh my God, that was amazing. So it's Spider-Man got people so good, buzzing. Yo, did you see it? And I'm like, bro. Yeah. I saw the movie. People can't okay. wait to talk about <laughs> it. Like people want to talk about this movie. It's just an it, amazing experience. When I saw it the second time, so we went to a theater closer to me because I had some other friends. My sister wanted to see it. And... um She's not a, like a huge Marvel fan. She hasn't seen all of them. She's seen Endgame and Infinity War. Um, she's seen some of the previous Spider-Man yeah. movies, but she's like, she's seen all of the MCU ones. So she's like, oh yeah, I want to go see it. It's like, yeah, sure. So me, her, and two other friends, we went to go see it, and um, we walk in, and I had my Miles Morales uh, hoodie on, and I walk in, and there's these teenagers, and they're like, Spider-Man sold out, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, and I'm like, <laughs> they're like. I'm like the whole every single showing, and they're like, "Yeah." I'm, I'm like, "What?" And yeah, I was like, and then they were asking me about ter- Eternals. They're like, "Yeah, we may go see Eternals," and I was like, "Bro, don't." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, "I'm like, it's good. It's not Spider-Man good, okay? Yeah. Like, or it's fine. It's not, but it's not Spider-Man." Like, yeah. And they were like, "I was like, I've already seen it." And they're like, "You've seen it already?" And I'm like, "Who you think I am?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> I I breathe Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> um. And so, and so I went. We eventually we ventured to another theater. Uh, almost had the whole thing to ourselves because um, there's so many showtimes. But like, it is. It clearly has gotten people back into the theaters because yeah, 
the numbers, the amount of money this movie has made already. I think it's yeah. the third biggest opening of all time. The second now. And Sony, and is it second? Yeah, it beat Infinity it, it, War. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy During a pandemic. Wow. <laughs> Sony basically is like, we about to print some money. You know how many, like, you know how many <laughs> yeah. cities and countries are on lockdown right now? And they still manage to make that. I, I have this, like, this um, guy That's... who follows me on Twitter. He's, like, a Sp- Spider-Man PS4 um, virtual photographer. And he messaged me. Oh, and nice. he was like, um, my country's on lockdown, so I can't. I had tickets, but I can't see it now. Like, he's from the Netherlands. Mm. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, just think about all the people out there who are, like, in countries and cities that are, like, on lockdown. And they're not able to go out and see that. Like, that's missed money, yeah. too. So... For it yeah. to make that much money during a situation it, like if that, if it wasn't, imagine what how much money you'd be making if, if people weren't on lockdown. Yeah, if we still weren't in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, like, or just people who are too afraid, or like, not, I don't want to say too yeah. afraid, but they're cautious about their health and yeah. they don't want to go out in public. You yeah, know. it's so it's impressive. I mean, I think Paul uh, was it Paul Thomas Anderson. He recently came out with a new movie, and he was like, "I'm not worried." He's like, you know, we'll get people back into the theaters. Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, right you yeah. are. Um, yeah, for sure. But, but yeah, I mean, we love the movie, so I think it's now time for spoilers. Most people that are listening have probably seen the movie. If you haven't, I implore you, please leave now. Wait till you go see this movie um, and, and come back, and we'll talk about the the depth of this movie because man I've I have talked about I've seen this movie again twice I saw it twice opening weekend so Thursday the preview night and then once again on Saturday yeah same like it this movie I just like there's so much to talk about I've talked about it all weekend yeah talked about it with you Keenan talked about it with Cole talked about it with Jacob my dad all of my co-workers and still I'm just like constantly thinking about this movie so without further ado it's spoiler time where uh, where do we start okay okay i'll start here <laughs> okay and and i'll talk about the guy well, we won't talk about the, the obvious things we'll talk about where spider-man ends in this movie and his arc keenan we have talked about how much we have become displeased with Spider-Man's direction in the MCU. Mm -hmm. At first, we were excited. As it went further on, we were not excited because it was straying further from Spider-Man. Yeah. Now, by the end of this trilogy, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Tom Holland has earned Spider-Man. He he has become who we know as Spider-Man. Yeah. It's, It's incredible. How they pulled it off, he basically... They basically turned what was like the first 30 minutes, 30 or 40 minutes of other movies of, the, of his origin yeah. into, and how he became Spider-Man, into three movies. And integrated that and adapted that into the MCU where his origin is different, but by the end, it's still all of the same plot beats of for him to become Spider-Man. This almost feels more like an origin movie than any other other, like, Tom Holland it's, movies. It, it does, yeah. The other ones feel more like little isolated adventures about him. Like, he is, like 
he is Spider-Man, but what, what, what I mean by now he has become Spider-Man when, is so when, he's become what Spider-Man stands for, what he represents. What What is, like, the moment for, like, the Tobey movies that made you, like, what was the turning point for the Tobey movies? And to where, it, like, there's this guy with Spider-Man powers, like, superhuman strength and everything mm-hmm. like that, and then there's Spider-Man. Like, what was that mm-hmm. turning point? Because... I think in this movie, there's there's two things, but the main one being the death of Aunt May, and mm-hmm. how it took us a while because pretty much what they're doing is using Aunt May as this version. It's like Uncle Ben, which I loved by the way. Um, yeah. But he never really got the great power comes great responsibility until you know right before Aunt May's death, and I feel right. like that was a major. T- turning point for the character so it's instead of it us getting that in the first movie it took three movies to get there you know yeah and i felt like that was the turning point for his character and essentially why i see it as the origin of spider-man because i feel like before it was more of this kid who has superpowers and now he is like he's spider-man now and i never had felt that way with tom holland spider-man until the very end of this movie so yeah, it's. I completely agree. Um, it was. I, I kind of consider. I mean, of course, it's different from the comics, but this is kind of a what if of like, okay, what if Spider-Man was he got his powers, but he didn't immediately learn the the power and responsibility, moral, and what if he was kind of handed everything like. Would he like? Is he going to get to that point of where we know him as Spider-Man, where he makes his own suit, where he is completely self-dependent and protects the ones that he loves, and is always strives to do the right thing, and and puts his responsibility as Spider-Man higher than anything else because those are his gifts and he needs to use them for the greater good. We had not seen that in its entirety. In the previous movies, you know, in Civil War, of course he was a hero at this point, but we never saw we never saw Uncle Ben die, and we do and we don't know if Uncle Ben is in this universe. Well, we know he is, but we don't know what happened to him. And so, if Uncle Ben died, he did not get the the lesson of with great power comes great responsibility. You know, and we go into Civil War, he gets this awesome suit. And then he's so focused from this event on becoming an Avenger. He's like, I want to be an Avenger. And he learns that by the end of Homecoming, he doesn't need to be an Avenger. He turns down being an Avenger. He's like, I don't need that. Of course, later on, he does it become an Avenger in Infinity War. Quick little retcon. Okay, whatever. That's fine. They're fighting Thanos. It's cool. Then um, we go to Far From Home, and the message of that movie is, I don't need to be Iron Man. You know? Like... Like, but at the same time, that's exactly the direction he was heading. Yeah. <laughs> Where he was, beca- like, you know, there's a, new- a newspaper thing at the beginning of No Way Home where it says, like, Iron Boy Jr., like, question mark, you know, or, like, Iron Man Jr., and you're like, okay, they are self-aware of this because that was a big critique, you know. He's handed this crazy nanotech suit. He wants to go on vacation. He doesn't want to be Spider-Man. He wants to get with his crush and everything like that. Like, he doesn't want to have the responsibility of being Spider-Man. And then by the end of it, he doesn't become Iron Man or anything. But 
then his identity is revealed to the world, and that's where we go into No Way Home, where by the end of it, the, the arc of these three movies is Homecoming, I don't need to be an Avenger. Far From Home, I don't need to be Iron Man. No Way Home, because I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. That's that's the arc. And that's like I'm so excited for the future of Spider-Man in the MCU because he's now at the point where where I want him to be. Like again, he's he has earned the title of Spider-Man. Yeah. He's in uh, of course he he after Aunt May's death, he learns that with great power comes great responsibility and then he makes the conscious decision to for the greater good and for the safety of others because it's the right thing. Everyone forget who, who Peter Parker is, including my girlfriend and my best friend. And, <laughs> when you said my girlfriend, yeah. I literally was thinking your girlfriend. <laughs> I was like, no, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, okay. yeah, I was, no. I was thinking this. <laughs> I, this is me as Tom Holland's yeah. Spider-Man talking. Um, and he makes that decision. And then even then, beyond that, there's another decision he makes where he goes to the cafe and he's speaking to MJ and he has the thing rehearsed and he's going to tell her like oh yeah that we went through all of this stuff and he sees her and he kind of just gets stunned and he's like I'm Peter Parker and yeah. I'd like a coffee you know and he sees MJ and Ned excited for their future going to MIT which he is no longer going to be a part of but that's where he kind of started on this journey was he didn't want to it wasn't about him it was about his friends you know yeah. and that was where the seeds of responsibility taking place where his mistakes he didn't want them to be impacted by his mistakes he wanted their future them to still have their future and so then he's talking to MJ and he sees the cut on her head that she got from the final battle and he says are you okay and she says yeah it doesn't really hurt anymore and he just kind of thinks for a second you just see kind of the realization behind his eyes and he's like I'm not going to tell them because they could get hurt and which is a classic Spider-Man trope if you think about the end of Spider-Man 1 he decides uh, he does, he can't be with MJ because he's Spider-Man you know yeah um, in Spider-Man 2 he's like I will always be Spider-Man you know and MJ decides to be with him and he finally accepts that but that's the same thing happening here he's like they need to live their lives like I'm always going to be Spider-Man yeah and he and he makes some people may not think it's the right choice. I think it's the right choice where he decides to not let them get in harm's way for them to live their lives in their future. And, of course, it's painful for him. You see the tears in his eyes as he makes that decision, you know? Like, he's welling up, like, he doesn't want to have to make that decision, but he knows he has to because just because the world doesn't know he's Peter Parker is Spider-Man anymore, he still is Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> and he's in it, and then he, you, you realize by the end of this movie, he has nothing. He has nothing left. Yeah. His suits have been destroyed. He creates his own suit, which, by the way, so beautiful. The Might suit, be one of the best live-action suits when it's, it's said and done. Like when we get like actual, you know, yeah. HD screenshots Images. of that, like we're gonna be like, mm, they might have nailed this one. Right. It's beautiful, and he makes it all with his own sewing machine. You see, he moves into this little apartment, and. He's dropped out of high school. He has a GED test manual in his th- uh, his boxes. Yeah. Um, again, a consequence of him, of the world forgetting he's that Peter Parker exists, uh, who Peter Parker yeah. is, you know. Um, <clears throat> and and then 
he's got his little police scanner on his on his phone and he swings out into the the snowy night around christmas time and you get that triumphant final swing and with the swelling of his theme but which now has been changed to have the more epic operatic kind of choir behind it and the, and it's just like dude that's what I freaking wanted. Yeah. I'm like, let's go. It feels it's like just... the start of Spider-Man PS4. Like, he's yeah, checking his phone. Like... Crimes are being reported. You know, go out there, yeah. swing. Music starts playing. I think the like yeah. the, for this movie, the tone is really what like pulled me in because mm-hmm. obviously it still is like pretty fun and lighthearted. There's a lot of jokes and stuff at the beginning, but from the get-go for the first like 20, 30 minutes, and pretty much through the entirety of this movie, it's nothing but like Peter just going through hell for for however it long like much, his it's a much darker he's, movie he's like potentially going to jail his whole family his friends are getting questioned which kind of leads us to like you know the first big reveal of the movie because i think when when that happened i mean grace and i both kind of looked at each other and i know we were both thinking of cole at that moment so it only yes. makes sense for cole to at least have his five minutes on yeah on Charlie the first Cop- reveal yeah, dude. So we saw it opening night, and obviously Cole did too. And um, yeah, when and, and we like expected it. There was a lot of leaks, which a lot of them ended up being real. Yeah. Actually, all, all of them. <laughs> and um, but as soon as that cane drops, and he's in, and you see Charlie Cox returning as Matt Murdock, and he is right back into that role from his the way he's looking around to his look to his the way he's talking, like. I'm so happy. Cole. Mm-hmm. I bet you're so happy. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> I I went into... I mean, listen, Sp- Spider-Man was, was my... Uh, like, the, the, the first hero that, that I was really ever introduced to. Like, he was right. he was my original superhero, right? Yeah. And then I got into Batman. So, like, like, like Batman's, like, overall my favorite. But recently, I have heard about this very special guy uh, named uh, Matt Murdock, also mm-hmm. known as Daredevil. Uh, and I binged through the entire Daredevil Netflix show in a surprisingly short amount of time. Um, a few days. <laughs> in a few days, all three seasons. Uh, and I'm going through uh, his his most popular comic runs. Uh, and I also happen to have... Uh, more Daredevil merch than I do Batman merch right now. Crazy. Um, so 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 yeah. Uh, Dare, Daredevil is uh, he, he's he's my favorite uh, Marvel superhero. Uh, and I walked into the No Way Home premiere uh, wearing a Daredevil beanie and a I'm Not Daredevil T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> uh, fans who have uh, read uh, Mar- uh, Wade's Daredevil comic run will will get that reference. Uh, but I basically walked in as more of a, a Daredevil rep than a Spider-Man rep yeah. for a Spider-Man movie. Um, for the and, one, for that whole minute and twenty seconds, he's in this movie, <laughs> and 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 it was so perfect because like I just all I needed to know was that he was in it, right? Yeah. And who and who else than Charlie Cox? Yeah. It has to be him. That is the definitive live-action Daredevil right there. There he is. Yeah. Um, and so like when it happened. Like as soon as the cane like popped down, I was literally just like, "What are <laughs> um, And uh, yeah, he he he's a really good lawyer. That, that yeah. that's that's really all, all I all I have to say. Um, 
Can't wait to see more. That's such a cool moment because they're both talking, and that brick comes flying through the window. And, of course, Matt catches it at lightning speed because he's the goat. But I love how Peter also has his hand out at, like, the exact same time. But Matt catches it first, and he's, like, he's just, like, (laughs) shook. He's, like... How did you do that? He's like, uh, what, what, what did you say you were again? He's like, I'm a, I, I'm a really good lawyer. Uh, <laughs> I think um, it's just, I feel classic. so bad for the people. I try so hard to get people to watch Daredevil and nobody wants to watch it. Like every time when I try to re- refer it to like recommend it to other people, they don't want to watch it. I'm like, you are missing out on an amazing, t- you don't even have to be into Daredevil like or comics. Dude. It's just a great show. Like it's it really so down to earth, gritty. It's just Daredevil is 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 so. Good. I have to say though, like okay. uh, like last year during the pandemic, I did convince my mom to watch it, who does not care about comics at all, and she went through it twice, all three seasons twice, because she loved it that <laughs> much. Like, so I was just like, if she can get into it, anybody can get into it. It's a great show, and I felt bad for the people. Like I shouldn't feel bad because like. A, get on it and watch it but so there's a lot of people that i've talked to that went and saw this movie and like who was that guy and i'm like you're really yeah, missing there, out there there was only me and one other guy of course hannah was there that was like yes let's go yeah. in the movie of course i didn't want to be disrespectful but i was just so hyped i was and everybody else was like there was a couple who was like oh like people you know recognize them but there was like he's not in the movies he's in this kind of corner of the mcu that is it canon like is it not canon yeah. i don't understand either way it's like such a solid piece of comic book live action material like i would go as far as say top five like yeah somewhere in there i'd put like spider-man 2 the dark knight logan and daredevil's uh like seasons it's one all in that three. same tone you know right yeah and it's yeah. just like very dude, realistic those, mm-hmm. i mean it's a bl- yeah. it's a blind guy like fighting crime in the middle of the night. Not super realistic, but it's but like, they make it yeah. so realistic. It doesn't somehow. like feel supernatural in any way. Yeah, and well, it's they... also so cool because now that Vincent D'Onofrio is back in uh, Hawkeye. Yeah, it's happening. Hawkeye, uh, Hawkeye spoilers. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, should should have watched it. Sorry, it's uh, listen. It's not like the big. It's not like this massive like reveal. Nah. Like, it's no, not it is. Like, he's a he's a big dude. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not Fair. like the reveals later on in this movie, which we will it's, get to. It's not always about the money, Spider Man. <laughs> it's about the Mets. I love the Mets. Get a home run, baby. Let's go, baby. So, <laughs> are we at the point movie. where we're just like going by, like going through the reveals now? Because uh, I mean, yeah. like freaking Doc Ock and Green Goblin on that bridge, especially that- Green Goblin. That suit and glider looked amazing. Yeah, dude, when Doc Ock shows up and he, like, first of all, the spider sense, right? Like, yeah. The spider sense Oh, zooms. stand out of this movie. Yeah, and you're like, it's like, there's so many good scenes like that that build, like, Ooh, tension. We'll have to get into one and, of those. The yeah, scene. I know exactly which one you're, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then you just see these, like, cars falling through the bridge and you're like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, And you all know who it is because of the trailer, right? Yeah. But then he just bursts through with the uh, with the arm, and you just see it lands perfectly right center frame, and yeah. you're just like, oh, shoot. It plays the theme. Yeah. And I'm like, just whipped right back into 2004. Smiling, man. You know? You're just like, man. And he's like, what have you done with my machine? Yeah. Like, it's, I'm like, Alfred Molina, you're the GOAT. Like, you're, you're awesome. I love you. Yeah. And then, of course, you have this really awesome fight, which... Uh, it was a great fight. It was. Like I, en- I enjoy that fight a lot. I like that he uses the Iron Spider against it, and then 
but Doc Ock is actually a very formidable opponent yeah. and kind of takes some of those nanites away from him. But then after everything is said and done, um, of course, I guess we missed over the whole spell part, but that's not like a huge reveal or anything. Yeah. I liked the way that actually happened because in the trailers they made it seem like it was really goofy and like Doctor Strange wasn't like wasn't allowed to do the spell and stuff like that. But Wong, who's now the Sorcerer Supreme, gave him permission. Sure. Um, but then, yeah, like he beats Doc Ock, and then he just like uh, he outsmarts another, him. Like, more exp- he does. Yeah, he's like, okay, well, I'm gonna use my suit and you know get the nanites on there and then takes over his arms which is like really cool yeah um and then you just see the explode like the explosion of like the bomb like the like the ding 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 blows up and he just flies through and his laugh man yeah like i was like i'm so hyped right now i love green goblin so much because he's he's my favorite uh, villain sure. out of any of the original Spider-Man movies. Uh, like I just, I mean, Doc Ock is pretty close, but it's Doc Ock had Green the best Goblin. movie, but Green Goblin was like, God, he was Dude. so good. Like Willem, and it's all because of Willem freaking Defoe, yeah. man. The passion he, that he had. Dude, in- he he incredible. kills it. Yeah. He kills it. Like he steals the entire show. That's that that's our guy right yeah, there. He's yeah. he's right um, up there as like one of the characters that steals this movie. <laughs> The, yeah. Cole, you're like, you're like, oh yeah, uh, so and so steals the show, but Willem Dafoe made the show. Like, <laughs> oh, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, the this scene is ingrained into my mind when Peter is is punching Norman, and like his just, face just changes from like scared Norman to like laughing Goblin. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I got I got Heath Ledger Joker vibes uh, from that, yeah. but like two, but like times ten. Yeah, because like it's just. He just looks so Terrifying. scary. Willem Dafoe doesn't even care. He's going. He, he's he's going with and it. And all of this, yeah. like, this is the best action for Spider-Man in the MCU so far. Because I, yeah. I, I thought Homecoming's action was like atrocious. It's like, it's pretty. It's compared to this. It's and compared so, to most Spider-Man movies, it's pretty subpar. It's, it's pretty bad. Like the whole like bank heist or the ATM heist thing, and he's just like hanging from the ceiling and. It's like I don't know if Dodging, it's just the way yeah. it's the edited only, or whatever it is. It just and, does not work. In Homecoming, the only real, the only fight that I really like is when he's in the warehouse and he's dodging yeah. the vulture's glider, like, and it's hitting the pillars. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. He's just this being really like, but he's also just being really acrobatic. You know, yeah. he's not necessarily yeah. like fighting. Where this one is just like, it's brutal. Like he's elbowing yes. Green Goblin in the head. You know, over and over, he's all beaten was, up. Uh, there were some moves that were like taken straight out of Spider-Man PS4. Oh like, my yeah. god! When he when he jumps up and then launches uh, like a Green Goblin like down a couple floors or something with his yeah. webs, yeah. you know. Um, that was such a cool move. I remember I watched that and uh, in the movie, and I didn't catch it was a reference to the PS4 because I thought it was I've seen it more often, I guess, yeah. but I I was wrong. But he like Goblin's on top of him and he like pulls him to the ceiling, flips him around, pulls back down to the ground, and just. Bam! Just through the ground. I'm like, oh, like yeah. you can yeah. tell Green Goblin ain't taking anything. Like he is just like like he can take blows for days. Yeah. When Dude, it comes to the- in uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, P- Peter must have uh, been been playing the Arkham games in between movies because uh, in the in the last uh, like fight when he's just wailing on on Norman, you know, it's. It's awesome, but also there's not a single drop of blood on his face. Like, uh, yeah, it's like yeah, I know. Like it, you have it nothing very left to do to, but kill him at that point because you're not right. doing anything to him. Yeah, like the first thing, 
it was very similar to Daredevil beating up Kingpin when he's down on the ground, but except Kingpin was like you know bleeding yeah. off, like bleeding profusely and everything. Oh, Green yeah. Goblin's just completely unharmed because I mean, and he's tossing around Peter like a rag doll. Yeah, there's a couple parts he like he just suplexes him into the ground and stuff. I'm like, oh my lord, this is like the Joker if the Joker was on super crack like yeah. you know and, super uh, crack <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that, that that's superman's favorite pastime <laughs> super um but yeah willem dafoe of course is, is amazing in this movie and that final fight when they're on the shield of the the statue of liberty is uh is amazing but um electro i thoroughly enjoyed i don't think he was as good as doc ock or green goblin this yeah. is like the hierarchy of villains is basically in like uh, it's like Doc Ock and Green Goblin at the top, and then which of course Doc Ock later on becomes good, which I love. But he does. It's great. They keep it so in character. His yeah. writing is beautifully done, and so is Norman Osborn's. Um, I'm glad they did that. Yeah. Then you get Electro, who is a little bit better than what he was in the Amazing Spider-Man Two. He's still kind of weird. Like he makes some weird jokes and stuff. He's but just he's a not notch above. as weird. Yeah. Like he and so his his design is a lot better. Yeah. But I remember I got, of course, I'm the biggest The Amazing Spider-Man 2 defender on the planet, but um, when Electro shows up, he's swinging through the woods, right? And you see, like, the sand kind of crawling, which was really yeah. cool. You're like, oh, that's creepy. Yeah. But then that you just see the light building, like, the electric cracking behind him yeah. from the power lines, and you're like, oh, God. And then there's just this blue, uh, like, figure hanging there, and I'm like, no, Let's like, go. the coolest part about that is when he, like, kind of does this little power surge when he's floating up there. It's like a yeah. brief, brief thing of Hans Zimmer's, like, boom. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. I remember I, I, like, nudged you. I was like, yeah, yeah. like, it's so hype. Yeah, same music. That was sound, a very cool reveal. Yeah, like, and then, of course, the way they, ex I like the way they explained him kind of gaining his human body back of, like, the different, the dimension has different energy, so, like, his bot Whatever. It's writing. Yeah. So he doesn't have to do blue anymore. But it's it's like, it works for me. Yeah. And then Max, I, I will say this. His character is completely different. Like, yeah, he's like so? Yeah, he's yes. got like a swagger I, to him now. It's... I 100% think that he is a completely different person. Uh, like, the, the, that that's just how he acts. Like, I know that he's supposed to be the, like, the, the Max from Tasm 2. But honestly... The, the the Max in No Way Home, he would have had friends. I think he would have had friends. I don't think he would have been a nobody. But if um, I went back and when I rewatched it the other day, I'm like, he still says some weird stuff. Like he does say some more like some normal things because obviously he looks a lot better. Like even Lizard says like last time I saw you, you had this weird comb over and like a and like terrible teeth or yeah. whatever. Which and, is uh, which is weird because how would how would Connors even remember him? They work you know? together. They both but worked at Oscorp. I, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. I can imagine. I mean, they crossed paths Connor, at some time. Connors was the lead scientist at, uh, at Oscorp. Yeah, you know, he was the one that was leading the research. So I imagine if he would probably know, Con uh, he would know um, Max because Max is the head. The head of the the, the thing Department of Energy, <laughs> I guess, like energy, I don't, the, electricity, uh, the eel tanks, whatever. Yeah, um, I'll say this: electric. So, in terms of like, if we're ranking them into like three tiers for me, it's like Green Goblin and Doc Ock are like S tier. Yeah. Okay, 
And then like Electro is like a B tier thing. Like there's not really he's not really A. He's like okay, he's good. Yeah. You know. And then Sandman, Sandman's probably like a B minus. He's like I, but I don't really understand his motive for fighting. Like I, I guess he's just kind of dumb. And he's like I don't care. And like whatever. He just fights back. Because in the beginning he like helps Peter out, and then he's like, did you just kill him? And then just gets mad. You know. Yeah, he's he he definitely seems like a, a brawn over brain type of guy. The right. reasoning that I had with him fighting at the end was that he just wanted to get the box and go home. He was like, I don't care about how these other guys are going to die. I just want to go yeah. home and see my daughter. You know, he's yeah. like, he, he's a one-track mind kind of guy. Yeah. Um, that, yeah That's that really what it was. He wasn't necessarily, like, teaming up with the bad guys. He was just like... He was just kind of like... Because they wanted complying. to destroy the box, and he was just like, I want to go home. Like, let's go press the button yeah. and go home, you know? so Yeah, exactly. Um, Although, I, I will say, I loved... Uh, all of the actors coming back for their roles uh, as the villains. Like, it's just, it's something that's so surreal. Obviously, Alfred Molina and Willem Dafoe, but yeah. Thomas Hayden Church voicing Sandman because he didn't really have a physical presence other than the, the footage they reused yeah. of Spider-Man 3 at the end. But, like, when he, like, sits on the couch and he's like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like, that's funny. Dust, and then, dust off the dirt. And then I will say... Lizard did not do much for me. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll say this. I rewatched The Amazing Spider-Man 1 last night again. And the Lizard's not that great in that movie either. Nah. Um, but in this, I will say I like his design a lot better. But he was just like, he was like, he was the most like evil for the sake of being evil sort yeah. of thing. You know, where he's just like. I can make you better too, you know, or whatever. And it's like, okay. I loved the little up. joke from Max where he was just like, <laughs> yes. I mean, you, you tried to turn the whole city into lizards. <laughs> he was just like, he turned himself into a lizard. Yeah. And he turned the whole city into lizards. Yeah. Shit in, was crazy. In, <laughs> in like, in like the best way possible, each villain were like, they, they were all just caricature, caricatures of themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because we we didn't really have time for for the complexities. Like maybe the like like the closest we could get was probably with with Norman, and then and then mm-hmm. with with Otto. Like those were the two that they focused on most. But like Lizard, Sandman, and and, and Max, who, who Max was touched up a little bit more. But like basically those three, like they were just that's them. That's all they're gonna be. You know, you don't have to look more into it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Lizard was literally just Lizard. He he was not complex at all. He was just this. Is that a dinosaur? Um, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, but overall, overall, I liked the villains a lot, and I think it was really cool to like pay respect to all of the previous ones because they're all pretty big Spider-Man villains. Um, I think I would have liked to have seen Vulture come back, maybe, but I do not know how writing-wise that would have worked at all. Um, yeah. Just to have one Tom villain, you know? Yeah. Because then I think you would have had a full-fledged Sinister Six. I was shocked that they just kept it at five. I was kind yeah, of like, like, I was kind of expecting at some point in time during the third act, like, some villain would come. Like, my hope was Mysterio mm. was going to come back. But that yeah. would be wild. Kind like, of a missed opportunity. It yeah. Um,. But either way, it still works. I love the villains, and I know cramming into cramming in six would have been a lot. But I mean, they did a re- very good job with the five. But we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. 
and everybody knows what you're talking about. The reveal. So, like, so after Aunt May's death, which is, a, like, a very beautiful yet heart-wrenching Amazing. moment. Finally, um, finally make me care about Aunt May. Yeah, exactly. And MJ in this movie. She, I actually cared about MJ in this movie, too. They're, they're both fantastic in this yeah. movie. I, I I believed in MJ and Peter's relationship. Yeah. They can, you can clearly see that they grow together as a couple. And then Aunt May was so much better yeah, in this movie. infinitely better. I wish they would have given her more in the previous movies because yeah. I, I still think there was a little bit missing there. But overall, she was really good in this movie. And then once she dies, MJ and Ned are trying to find... Peter, and you know, Peter magically, or not Peter, Ned mag- like figures out how to use the sling ring to open up the portals. Yeah, and then the the build up, man. You see the silhouette of Spider Man, and of course, what? Well, okay, Keenan, I haven't talked to you, and when as soon as the silhouette opened and it was like a black, like like it was black, you just saw like the silhouette yeah. of Spider Man. What did you think? I thought it was Andrew right away because I could just tell. Yeah. The way he fits in his suit is so much different mm-hmm. than the other suits. And he's got, like, it's this true. long, linky kind of look to him or whatever. Yeah. So as soon as, like, I saw him from, like, that silhouette, and, and also, weirdly, like, his eyes, like... Were, like, bright white. Yeah. Um, which I loved. It was so cool. Yeah, so I, I was like, here, here he comes. And you see him just running, and he just flies through the portal... Takes yeah. off the mask and and everybody's just going crazy. Yeah, and it's, like, it's like we knew it was gonna happen, but then like it's almost one of those I things just, where like we all knew it was gonna happen, but you just had to see it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And still, like it still even took a few days for me to process it and be like, that was real, you know? Because like yeah, it's just like it seems too good to be true, but yeah. he immediately jumped back into this role and like. I think he was the best he's ever been as Spider-Man in this movie. Like yeah. he was phenomenal, and I think it just happened I to be because agree. of the writing. Like he had good writing mm-hmm. to work with. He was so charming, and yeah, I, I I loved him coming through. He's. It makes me so happy that the Amazing Spider-Man three is trending on Twitter yeah. and things like that. Like, finally, you delinquency <laughs> that Andrew is great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was never Andrew was never the problem with those movies. It was always writing, and he's got great writing to go along with it. So yep. now you really see the potential because if he had this writing to go along with, you know, you know his movies, movies. we would probably be yep. saying he was the best Spider-Man. Um, yeah. So I mean, and people still think he's the best Spider-Man, but it'd probably be definitive because he just had everything going for him. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his like his his jokes and comedy throughout this movie is like <laughs> it's I, great. He nails every line delivery for all mm-hmm. of his jokes. Like th- from the get go, like MJ throwing the bread, he's like, "I have the tingle <laughs> thing, it's not for bread." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like he, he's like that whole scene of him like having to crawl on the wall. You know, first it was awesome just to see him throw his hand up and just like stick to the ceiling, just- but. Yeah, and then he goes and like gets the cobwebs or whatever, and and then that was just it was amazing. You just like well, well, my favorite one of uh, my favorite one of his deliveries is uh, when she immediately throws the bread, yeah. and he's just like, "Why'd you do that?" <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, if I uh, like if if I, I I told this Jake I told this to Jacob last night when we saw the movie again. When I think Spider Man. 
I think Andrew Garfield Spider-Man in No Way Home. Like that he he was yeah, just the the best version for me. Yeah. Yeah. He he's such a standout like he's like I can tell you're a deeply mistrusting person and I respect Yeah. Him. And he just bloop, like yeah. and then yeah, I mean he's there's so many jokes and then of course right afterwards which we knew was coming because it's like okay andrew's in it the rumors right after he's opened up another portal they're like okay maybe we'll actually find peter this time totally we just see the silhouette of this man walk through and it's a random man i'm just kidding it's toby mcguire that was such a funny joke to me he's like it's just some random guy (laughs) but the that whole the whole thing where like like toby and andrew kind of like do their little fighting thing and yeah. Toby like sprays at his wrist where his sh- web shooters are, and he's just Web's, like, yeah, huh. like, yeah, yeah. He's it's just like, like, it's such a cool thing. Got like, like sizing each other up. Yeah. They're like, they're like looking at each other. You can tell their spider senses yeah. going off. They're like, and then they just do this really awesome. Like they both flip to the ceiling and back down, yeah. and you're like, dude, this is insane. Like this is crazy. That this is happening right now. Could and, could you believe like? When you saw Civil War for the first time, you're like, uh, in a couple of years, uh, and Andrew and Toby are gonna show up in this guy's uh, God. Movie. I mean, it was only two years apart from the Amazing Spider-Man two, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just wow. like, yeah, yeah. It's just wild. I mean, and Toby, like, he feels just like his version of he Spider-Man. Jumped right back in. I'm yeah. like, dude, he's so nerdy and like awkward. <laughs> yeah, it's like, soft spoken. Like his aunt is like waving, and he goes. Hi. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> he's like, hey, sorry, I just, I just walked through your. Uh, oh, well, now it's, it's gone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's so like, real. It, like, it feels very in character for, for. I mean, just imagine him standing on that rooftop and then looking around, and then the portal just opens, and then he just casually walks through, yeah. it, like no, no questions asked. Um, also, major kudos to uh, Toby because, uh, well. To- Toby's Peter, uh, because he immediately like started investigating. He's like, "Oh, I'm not that like that. That's not me. Uh, yeah. I, I maybe I should put on some regular clothes and not sneak around in my spider costume, you know." Especially when the world hates yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like he immediately started his investigation. Whereas it's pretty in character for for Andrew Spidey to just be running around like in costume. No, like he yeah. just no no holds barred. Yeah, yeah, like. They um, he and he immediately looks at Andrew and he's like, "Oh, he's not your friend." Like I yeah. know, that, and he's like, "I I've been looking around. Like I feel like he needs my help." And then Andrew immediately chimes in and goes, "Our help." And I love how Toby just kind of looks at him and kind of gives him like approving, like, "Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, we need to both help him out." Then he goes and to the rooftop scene, d- dude, which is oh, such a good scene. Of course, they they dude when help they identify like, the silhouettes on top of that like little tower thing above the school. And it's just like you uh, see two Spider-Men with like the moon in the background, mm-hmm. and um, and Andrew's eyes kind of like a little bit brighter. And it's yeah. just like, yeah, God, and that whole rooftop scene was everything that I wanted, for, like a meaningful conversation. Where like you know sometimes like in the MCU there's like deep moments, and then right after that it's like joke, like to break yeah. to break that you know emotional moment. It goes to joke, and that didn't happen here. It was just like some really deep and they took their time with it like to flesh out that conversation you know and i love god i love this part so much when tom is holding the box and he's like you guys go home 
you guys deal with it. I'm done. Like, he's just like, yeah, you got, yeah. you deal with it. And he's just like, I am so done with this. Um, he's like, it's not my problem, which is the opposite of what his aunt may just taught him. Um, so that was just like so good. And then obviously there's the references to like uncle Ben's great power comes great responsibility. And then, and then that's when, you know, Tom or yeah. Uh, Tom's Peter, you know, realizes that, that, that kind of was the kickstarter for yeah. becoming Spider-Man for them. And yeah, it's just beautiful, beautiful, we, beautiful scene that I needed. Can, can, can we discuss something that, that happens in the scene as well that, that Andrew reveals that he yeah. went through a little bit of a dark spell? Yeah. Um, which I really want to explore more. Yeah. Uh, firstly, I'm just going to say this thought before I forget it. Uh, but if you think about it, um, this is actually a, a very good example of grief and, like, like trauma and, like, recovery from it, you know, because, like, one of the first steps is denial, which is him facing off, like, uh, against Rhino, like, being, like, trying to be, like, the, like the, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, like, the best guy there, there can be, like, if you see that movie, you think, oh, he's back on his feet, like, he's alright after dealing it for a while, but... Given this timeline and this new information that we have, after this moment, he just can't keep that persona for for terribly long, and he's and he stops pulling his punches. Yeah. And and when he says that that he stopped pulling his punches, he got bitter, he got vengeful. Um, yeah. Does, do do you, do you think he, do you think he, uh, he he killed people? Do you think he started doing that? I wouldn't say he killed anybody, but he probably he, could have like. He probably could have webbed some dudes up, but instead he decided, I'm going to beat the crap out of them, you know? Yeah, exactly. I don't know if he... I, th- I think he probably stopped himself because, again, at the end of that movie, he was, like, a bit at a bit better spot because he went through a huge phase of depression at the end of The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. yeah. Kind of got back to being Spider-Man, but, of course, that's not... It doesn't comp- it's not like, oh, it's all good, you know? Like, he still has that anger in him. And... But I like how Toby admits, like he hunted down his uncle's killer and he's like i got like i wanted him dead and i got what i wanted it doesn't make it better nah you know yeah. like and i'm like oh man like that's so good like they're he- that he's teaching a lesson from what he's learned yeah and you know of course andrew talks about losing gwen um and he's like i'll never be able to forgive myself for that i'm like <laughs> so emotional <laughs> his acting like, is so please. good he dude he kills it. I mean, and of course, we get that scene later on where, and I'm just gonna go ahead and MJ. jump to it, where MJ is falling and Tom Man. gets gets sideswiped by Goblin, and Andrew swoops in and saves her, and and he just asks her if she's okay, and then immediately, like, all his emotions keep keep flooding in, and he's about to cry, and she's like, "Are you okay?" Yeah. And he's like, "Like, yeah, I'm I'm okay," but like, it's just like he's probably reliving that moment yeah. entirely in his head, and he's like. But at least he can take some solace. He's like, "Hey, I saved, I saved this, like I saved uh, this Spider-Man's, Gwen. Uh, in, you yeah. know, Gwen, right? Like, um, he's like, even though I didn't, I wasn't able to save my Gwen. But um, when yeah. he when he saved her, and and he and just the the way that he looked at her and and he and he said, uh, "Are you okay?" That made it feel like that, like in a way. That was what he wished he could say to, to Gwen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I it didn't felt, think about that. Yeah. Like, it. I just... And, and that's... Like, that scene specifically, like, I immediately started, like, like 
welling up, you know, because I was I, I was so sad. Yeah. Um, because uh, J- Jacob and I had had gone through a, a marathon of the Spider-Man movies. You know, we we, we were also doing it like uh, to to lead up to the movie, and so kind of fresh off the heels of that. Uh, just to just to see that man, it, it really really got to me. But it, I'm glad that that we have some semblance of closure for Andrew. Yeah, I I mean I agree. It, it's just again, Andrew is my favorite Spider-Man. He's my dad's favorite Spider-Man. Andrew's Andrew's performance as Spidey. This sounds like an exaggeration, and I'm, I and the people who didn't listen to our amazing Spider-Man one and two reviews. Um, he was so inspirational for me, especially uh, in my teen years. The, these movies came out when I was in early high school. Um, late, sorry, late middle school was for the first one. Uh, middle of high school for this for the next one. Um, and you know, so at a time that was like, this I was at a dark place at that time, you know, and I, I, I had not been a huge Spider-Man guy for quite some time i think it was it had been about since spider-man 3 or around that era i'd say about 2008 you know probably right after web of shadows came out where i was like kind of dipped off the spider-man scene and i became really into batman there was the arkham games there was the nolan movies and i wasn't quite like myself and andrew's performance made me confident made me prideful of being who i was and being okay with that. He helped me kind of also form my, my own sense of style um, and reminded me why Spider-Man was my favorite superhero, you know, because I saw yeah. so much of myself in him, you know, like he wasn't, like he wasn't this complete loser, but he was like, he was an outcast and he was a little bit misunderstood and he was at some dark places, both in the first and second movie. And now being, you know, the, I mean, what is it? Hazm two came out twenty fourteen, so seven years. Seven years ago, yeah, and I was fifteen, fourteen, something like that. And now I was I'm, a freshman in high school. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> and now now I'm twenty two. I cannot thank him enough and, and his performance enough for what that meant to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so now seeing him back, like, and getting the justice. That not only his character deserved, but that he deserved yeah. after losing that role right after, you know, just a, not even a year after Tom got can, uh, casted. Um, it makes me really happy. And it makes me happy that people that are people are finally recognizing that if you didn't like those movies, Andrew Garfield certainly was not the problem. Here's a, um, mm-hmm. here's a quote just to kind of like back up what you're saying. Um, this is actually from Andrew pretty recently. But he says, it's out of context, but he says, it's bigger than me, it's bigger than Tom Holland, it's bigger than Tobey Maguire, it's bigger than Miles Morales. Everyone can project themselves into that suit. It's all of our story. And mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield on what it means to play Spider-Man. Yeah. Man, well said. Well said. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it also reminds me of another quote, which I also showed to Cole recently, and it was... um. Stan Lee was being interviewed about the character of Spider-Man, and and this is something that we obviously was a huge theme for Into the Spider-Verse. But I feel like it, it this movie has reintroduced this theme. Um, and Stan is saying, you know what's so you know beautiful 
is Spider-Man is completely covered from head to toe. You he there's not like part of him that is exposed. So any kid can imagine he's Spider-Man. He's like, I could be Spider-Man. You could be Spider-Man. You know, uh, like any a person of any ethnicity of any color of any gender could be Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. And we didn't plan it that way, but it ended up being this beautiful unintentional genius and something that I'm so happy we we decided to do because now that's what it means. And so like of course all three it's all three Peter Parkers in this movie, but they're all they all go through stuff like different things. They all act different. Of course they have their similarities. They're all like running around in a lab together. They're all like they're all nerdy. They're all Spider-Man, you know, yeah. like they're all making jokes, but like they're also different and that again, what Andrew Garfield's saying, like what you just said, it is it is bigger than them, um, and you know that's why we always preached about like choosing your own favorite uh, Spider-Man. But um, I, I remember, you know, my like I know a lot of friends that like Toby's their favorite, and listen, Toby, like I, I have a really hard time. Like Andrew is my personal favorite, but now after watching this movie, like when someone tells me. Who is the best Spider-Man? I'm like, they're all Spider-Man. They're all the best Spider-Man, really. Like Tom, I, I, we need we need to talk about Tom Holland. This is his, this was his movie. Listen, ooh, he killed it. He killed this is it. his this is his best performance as Spider-Man yeah. by far. I think like he's had he has had some incredible scenes throughout his tenure as Spider-Man. Yeah, but this movie is. Because it's so formulaic for where he's going as Spider-Man, yeah. it's like Tom earned it, you know? Like, I'm like, yeah, you're Spider-Man. I'm yeah. sorry that, like, I disrespected you or thought, like, you know... I, I'm, but the thing is, like, I do love Tom, but my problem with it was, for his character, was the writing. Yeah. And, uh, and now that the writing has come to fruition, and I have eaten my words, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, like, and I'm so happy to say that. Like, it makes me so thrilled to be like, hey, I love MCU Spider-Man now. Um, yeah, Tom had in some incredible scenes from when Aunt May's dying, the way he's, like, processing her death is, like, he's not, like, let, you know, he's, like, he's not believing it, right? He's, like, oh, yeah, you're fine. Like, we're about to get up, you yeah. know? And then she, her, the life leaves her eyes, and he's just, like, May? Like, he, like, he keeps saying her name hoping for her to respond yeah. until finally he, he cracks. And then of course, you know, SWAT team is about to come in and start shooting at him and he's processing all this. And my, probably my, one of my favorite scenes is when he's just, and it all visually so beautiful. He's standing there on that rooftop and J. Jonah Jameson is reporting what yeah, just happened. Awesome. And he's just, all emotion is void. Like he's just processing everything. Like he is, gone completely numb rain is dripping down his face he's bloodied he's bruised and he's just standing there like i have messed up so bad you know like it really it really hurts he's just a kid he's just a kid man and uh like i i i remember this this very uh personal moment um that, that 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 I loved, like in in Aunt May's death scene, when when the SWAT team was uh, about to engage, uh, before he leaves May, he leans into her and he just whispers, "I'm so sorry, I'm so so yeah. sorry," um, and then they and then they have the audacity to shoot him. I knew it was coming. I knew he was gonna get shot, but man, 
that it's just constant constant blows on my guy Pete. Like yeah. he, uh, like I mean, yes, I I know that that when Gwen died for Andrew Spider Man, like that that was rough, and and you know Harry dying for Toby, you know that was also rough, but. Really, Tom honestly takes the most L's in my opinion. I think it's just constant blow after constant blow. Um, it's no wonder that, and I have to ask you guys about this, he comes to the decision to kill Norman. And he would have done it too if Toby had not stopped him. You know, like it's, it's the exact same situation where Luke would have cut down the Emperor if Vader hadn't stopped his lightsaber. You yeah. Know? How do you guys feel about that? How do you feel about him literally taking Love the glider it. and about to stab Norman, you know? It's so good. It's such a human moment. Like, you can feel yeah. the rage. It's like, just that, him. That's why that fight scene. And just those two. And it's like, yeah. it's very reminiscent of the first Spider-Man movie where it's just it's just Pete and, and Green Goblin. But I love the parallel where, like, he's, you know, in the first movie he dies by the blades on his glider. And Tom wants to kill him by the blades of his own glider. And yeah, it yeah. happens to be nobody could have done it but Toby trying to stop that because that's not what he wanted from his movie. He had no choice but to make that flip and let the glider go into Norman, but that's not what he wanted. Yeah. And same goes here. And he didn't want he didn't want that for Norman, but he especially didn't want that for Tom's Peter. We should have yeah. just started calling them Peter One, Peter Two, Peter Three. <laughs> I'm tired of saying Tom's, Andrews, which is a great joke in in the movie. By the oh, way, oh dude, Andrew that's Garfield. like my favorite joke in Peter the three. movie. It's like he's like Peter Three, <laughs> yeah. Peter Three. <laughs> it's like dude. it's so great. A- Andrew, Andrew was he he hit every comedic note every time. <laughs> and when he said when he says Peter Three, he's like so exasperated yeah. and confused. Just Peter Three. <laughs> but, like, I love the part where he's like, oh, I don't want to brag, but I'm going to. I was in the Avengers. He's like, you were in the Avengers? What is that? Uh, t- 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 uh, Toby's like, that's great. Oh, yeah. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, like, uh, and then is, is it a band? Or, like, is, a band? is that a band? Is that a band? <laughs> you were in a band? Um, <laughs> and then, like, and then Toby immediately turns to, to like, start screaming because uh, Tom is fumbling. And he's like, how is this helping? Um, <laughs> which was, it was it's so just, great. It's amazing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like the fight though between uh, Gobby and uh, and Peter. Dude, who's out, Gobby? Out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird. Because as we were driving to the movie, like on Thursday night, that's all I could think of was that line. Like for some reason, I was like hoping him to be like, "It's you who's out, Gobby. <laughs> out of your mind, <laughs> dude." The those the, the lines from those movies are so memeable. And, Dude, and I, okay. was, I, I was telling Jacob as we were walking to the theater, I was like, I love how uh, uh, you and Grayson just have this tendency, you, you as in Jacob. Um, I was like, I love that you guys just have this tendency to just randomly say, what about my uncle? Did you give him a chance? Like, even, even when it has <laughs> nothing to do with the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, one of the memes that... That came back. Oh my god! Was <laughs> <laughs> when he's in the prison cell and he's like, you know, I'm something, something of a scientist myself. <laughs> and then when uh, when when Peter's stretching and Andrew's like, what what is it? He's like, that's just my back. <laughs> yeah, okay. And he says it in the exact same way. Yeah. It's just my back. <laughs> that was such a funny moment though because, like, we we talked about this the other day, like. 
them just being complete bros, Toby and Andrew, is just like, yeah. oh yeah, I've got a middle back thing too. He's like, you want to, he's like, crack it for you? He's like, you do that? And I'm like, yeah, man. And yeah. he just pops it. He's like, how's that feel? Oh, that's, oh, that's good. Like, <laughs> he's like, right? Well, and then Toby just hyping him up saying, you are amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that. that's so great. Um, wasn't it Andrew that said, I always wanted brothers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and and when when uh, Tom at the end when he just says, I, I just want to say thank you and like like he gives him into it like a big bro hug. Dude, seeing like all three Spider Men hug is just it felt so great. They they really felt like his brothers, you know. That yeah. was so sweet. Um, I love them together, man. Like speaking of them being together. The shot of it, once they finally get their crap together and the theme swells and they all jump and go, woo! And they start swinging All, all and of them give their, their woo-hoo. And, the, and then yeah. Tom Tom does this move that slingshots both of them. Dude. That's that's cooperation, man. Yeah. I, and then they, the they all land, like, in the moonlight, bam, dude, they're posing. I love how, like, they're all doing different Spider-Man poses, though. Like, yeah. Toby's kind of doing, like, the arched back with, like, uh, like his hands between his legs and then uh, of course Tom's kind of doing his like signature pose and then Andrew is kind of doing more of like a like a lean sort of thing. I'm like let's go let's go Dude, it's like we all were clapping in the theater it's amazing everybody was so excited hooting and hollering it was such a good time yeah oh and like right after that they're immediately like just great. coordinating you know like T- Toby's like okay I'm gonna take care of Sandman and then Andrew's getting chased by uh chased by lizard um and then eventually he starts fighting electro and he's like i missed you max and i'm like oh my god this is yeah crazy. it's like jumping How back is this into right now spider or amazing spider-man 2 did you notice on yeah. the like the web swing when they jump off like the statue of liberty or whatever there's this part where they like all connect their webs and almost kind of like yeah. swing like, yeah using tom, their momentum. tom slingshots them yeah. basically yeah, I think what he does is he like webs both of them and then kind of spins around and like it. It's just so cool. Sick, I, man. Like, and the I'm suits like, man, look amazing spider- in this movie. Yeah. Like, okay, that's one thing I want to say. First, well, Toby and Andrew's suits. I'm like, man, like, it's crazy that I'm seeing this yeah. right now. Like, yeah. Because I feel like seeing Toby's suit, it's... like him fighting and everything. I'm like. I feel like I'm back in 2007 yeah, right now. Like, this is feels. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and we and, and we get to see him uh, squ- square up against the the lizard for a moment. Yeah, that's which cool. which was which was pretty cool. And he also like, it was it was nice that that he was fighting just this unknown enemy, you know, because he was just like, there, there's just this lizard guy. I think the lizard guy's here. Like he doesn't know who <laughs> yeah. he is. Yeah, that's great too. Um, and then, uh, I love like this is a little dialogue things of like, lizard is chasing Andrew and he gets pinned down with the uh, the kind of the cure thing and uh and he goes hello peter and, or he's like or he's like hey dr connors he goes hello peter and it's just like oh man yeah. like i love that um, um one of my, also uh, oh go ahead uh one of my favorite mini dialogues is when uh toby talks to otto again yeah uh, and, and and otto's like my, my dear boy like you, like how are you you know you you've 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 grown yeah like you've grown mm-hmm. up he's like i'm um, trying to do better it's like it sounds just better. like him. Like, I know. It's like, I'm I don't know. It's incredible. Do yeah. Ah oh, man, I love it. It's incredible. It, and just like seeing all three of them when they're posed together. Like, I also have really come around on the integrated suit. I don't know. Maybe it said like the hype of this movie, but I'm like, it 
it looks pretty cool. Like, because it helps you stand out. Like, because there's a lot of times in certain shots that I'm like, okay, is that Toby's? Is that Andrew's? Because they have very, from from a distance, they have very similar yeah. looking suits. Um, yeah. Although, Toby has a bit of like a brighter red. Um, and like a deeper blue, whereas Andrew kind of has more of like a, a brighter blue and like a maroon red. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of spot it out. And of course, like you said earlier, like his distinct build, uh, like Andrew has a very like He's slim and tall. Lanky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I'm trying to think. There was something. Oh, okay. So I sent a video. <laughs> I sent that video to Cole and Jacob. We have a little group chat, and Jacob was like, "Oh yeah, thank you for that video essay." So I think you're <laughs> like joking because it was like a whole <laughs> list of like things. But what I was saying is, I've been thinking about this, right? And here's in a movie where there is five villains for Spider-Man, I actually think none of them are the main villain. Mm -hmm. And here, so here's my my take, right? Hot take, hot take. It's actually shocker. I'm the shock. I shock people. <laughs> <laughs> Business is good. Um, I actually think that the main conflict and antagonist is Peter himself. I think the the conflict is within Peter. Yeah. Because he, you know, while while there are physical presences, they are all manifestations that are brought into this world because of Peter's actions. He, you know, for, he's struggling because first of all, his identity is revealed and that his friends are impacted because of this. And so he's trying to fix it. And in so by doing like to fix it and just wipe everybody's memories, uh, he creates more problems. And then of course he slowly starts learning like, okay, well, I'm just going to send them all back. And Anthony's like, no, like not your responsibility. Like, and he's like, no, it's what's best for them. And she's like, okay. Basically, like, kind of rolls her eyes like, you're stupid. And I'm like, this is your fault, you know? And also knowing that they're all going, like, they're all going to die when they go back to their, or most of them will. Um, Electro, uh, Doc Ock, and Green Goblin will all die. Uh, Lizard and Sandman, they don't die, but they aren't really told that. <laughs> um, Lizard's like... Max, do you know if I die? And he doesn't like never is answered. So he's like, <laughs> he's just like, Max, do I die? And then Max, uh, he's he's basically just like, are those your goes? Like he's he's just, <laughs> he's, he's just doing his own thing. I got a question. Uh, those your goes? <laughs> yeah. So 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 yeah, Grayson, I do agree with you because like, yes, Norman is is the primary antagonist, but the conflict initiator is Peter's own like he 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 is setting up those obstacles for himself. Mm -hmm. Um and honestly, that is an overarching theme for all three movies. Yeah. Like it's it's his mistakes that he has to learn from. Um yeah. however, I also am very adamant about this is that that inner darkness is not gone at all. Uh I definitely mm. think that's oh, yeah. Uh, that, that that's gonna come back, and then also, uh, you know, mid, mid credit scene, we got the symbiote crawling around. Uh, mm -hmm, yeah. So we're gonna get that black suit, baby. Just saying. Which I think is going to be really cool because I I want them to not rush the black suit. I want them to take their time with it because yeah. Spider-Man Three it was kind of all crammed in one movie. Yeah. I think the black suit could easily be done over like a span of two movies as kind of this subplot. But I want it to be used as it focusing on the darker parts of uh, Spider-Man. Because even in the comics, like, 
Spider-Man is not like happy and jolly all the time. Like he's a real guy. And because of that, he feels anger and frustration and hatred very easily. Like there's moments yeah. in the comics, which of course he just like, he is literally jokes aside, a menace when, when <laughs> he is like, when he is on his like darker path, like read. Okay. For anybody who's interested, the only story you have to read Spider-Man black and black It's back in black. Okay. Dude, that story, okay, he's not using, keep in mind, in that storyline, I'll pitch it this way. This is post-Civil War. Everybody knows he's Spider-Man. Kingpin puts a hit out because he knows Spider-Man's identity on Aunt May. A sniper shoots Aunt May and puts her in the ICU. Spider-Man, Peter Parker, is at, at this point where he is completely pissed off. Everybody knows his identity. His own, like his dear aunt is put into the hospital, bleeding and dying, and he doesn't know it, like do anything or know how to stop it or if she's gonna live. So you know what he does? He goes and gets his old black suit that Black Cat made for him, in case he wanted to send a different message. And Spider-Man goes on a freaking manhunt. Like he is, Ooh. like the not pulling any punches beating criminals to a pulp because he is mad and that's just peter parker that's not the like it's not the actual symbiote enhancing his feelings or his darker parts you know but again we saw a taste of of uh of peter getting angry in this movie like the the line that you were referring to earlier he's just like uh he's like He's like, oh, are you too scared or too weak to send me back to die? And he's like, no, I just wanted to bring you here to kill, kill you myself. I'm like, oh boy, this is crazy. <laughs> um, Dude, the, you, you see some examples of, of just his raw power where, you know, like when they're fighting on top of the shield and then uh, Peter jumps up, Norman rolls out of the way and Peter just slams down with his fist. It creates this massive indentation on the steel, you know? Yeah. That, oof. That was that was something. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. I, I mean, like I didn't realize there was a huge dent in it, but um, until I rewatched it the other night, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Like he is about to to kill him. But um, but yeah, Keenan has to go here, so I'm gonna go and let him say goodbye. He's got some other responsibilities to deal with, but uh, but Keenan says go watch the movie. Yeah. Um, I love the movie. It's a 10 out of 10, maybe 9.5 out of 10, but loved it. And I'm sure we'll be talking about it like in future episodes to come. So, oh yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yeah. You guys go watch it. You guys have fun with the rest of the episode. We shall. Goodbye. Later, buddy. Adios. And now there were two. Um, huh. You're like me. That's why, that's why I randomly said, as you were like talking, I saw Keenan's message and was like, Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, for a second, for a second, I was like, I thought that was a pretty good take. And like, no. I just said, I said my piece, and you were just like, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did not mean to be rude. Yeah, no, Keenan has some uh, has something come up, so we're, we just let him leave. But, um, but yeah, the the post credit scene. I was, I wish I got to pitch this to Keenan. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a future episode. But Jacob, uh, our, our mutual friend, uh, mentioned the idea, and I love this idea of the next trilogy possibly being like the black trilogy or something yeah, to do with that or like the dark trilogy where uh it's basically we already know that 
spoilers for Hawkeye, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Kingpin is coming back. We already know Daredevil's the stupidest voice. <laughs> spoilers for Hawkeye, I guess. <laughs> um, so Kingpin is coming back. Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, we know Daredevil is in there, and people love the Daredevil Spidey crossovers, especially in the comics. They're a great duo. So, oh yeah. Uh, so. True Believers, read Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil run to see a, yeah. a very cool Spider-Man appearance. We, yeah, we, Cole, if Spider-Man being my favorite and Daredevil being Cole's favorite, we're like, give it that crossover. <laughs> give, um, give it a crossover, let's go. <laughs> um, but considering what happened at the end of the movie where, you know, he doesn't have a love interest anymore, he doesn't have a best friend, and the symbiote being out there, what if the first movie was called like Spider-Man in the Black Market, and the second movie was Spider-Man in the Black Suit, and the third one was Spider-Man in the Black Cat, where Black Cat yeah. finally gets a cinematic debut? Like, yeah. imagine how. And of course, I what the reason I want the Black Suit to be, and Jacob mentioned this as well, being in the middle movie is that way it would give him time afterwards to go back to the red and blue suit. You know, because as cool as the Black Suit is, like. One thing that was kind of saddening about the end of Spider-Man Three is like you never got to see more of him post the end of the movie being in the red and blue suit. Like there was just the final mm-hmm. fight, and of course, while everybody like the, loves the black suit storyline, it's my favorite storyline in comics. I, of course, love traditional Spidey, and that's him at his core. So, but I think that'd be really cool because that would all those would all be things that are contain Spider-Man stories, and of course. MCU characters can show up like Daredevil and Kingpin or many or yep. any other characters really. Um, and of course I'd love to see Black Cat. Like let's like with future Spider-Man movies, I like I'm not going to complain at all if other uh, Marvel characters show up, you know? Like that I actually would love that because I love seeing Spider-Man interact with others. But I, I want it to be a lot like No Way Home where it, it you know even though we have all these supporting characters and these, you know, crazy villains and the return of Toby and Andrew, it's at the the core of No Way Home is is Peter Parker. The MCU's Peter Parker. And yeah, I really want the at least at least like the next movie for 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 Spider-Man. I want that movie to just be Spider-Man, you know? Like yeah. Because I really want them to, to hammer it in that this guy is on his own. Nobody mm-hmm. knows who he is. He's just taking on some stuff. Like, I mean, sure, we, we could see some some appearances of maybe like street street level heroes. Like, I mean, I love yeah. to see, I'd love to see Daredevil, but you know, that <laughs> that that also feels like a like a show type thing. Like that that could be a cool crossover. You know, because Marvel's really killing it with their shows right now. Um, like the they, they like the the way that they look is like the same caliber of movies, right? So yeah, I mean, why not? Uh, but I really want to see you know just just friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's doing his thing, uh, and uh, yeah, this this idea of this dark trilogy is really great. And I'm also pretty interested to see uh, Felicia Hardy. Um, obviously, nothing is is confirmed. Nothing is concrete. Um, and I don't even think there are any rumors. Uh, but it would be pretty dope if they brought in Black Cat. Um, yeah. Because you know we, who we've I got want... this older Peter now. You know who I want as the main villain for the next movie? Who? Scorpion. Ooh, yeah. Be- because they set up Scorpion at the end of Homecoming. And he had a vendetta with Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, we now have J. Jonah Jameson, which in the comics 
Jonah was the one who funded yeah, Scorpion's yeah. development. Hmm. Let's get on it. Hmm. Kevin Feige, hit me up. Get that, Michael Mondo back as Scorpion. That sounds like a that that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Um, I, I think was going to say be... this earlier, but I feel like Vulture didn't show up in No Way Home because he's he's hanging out with Morbius for some reason, and I don't know where that is. So I don't know what they're doing. Oh, what's uh, going on? Hey, what, what, what do you say? Hey, hey, Dr. Morbius, maybe you and I can catch up sometime or something like that. I don't know. And then he just like, he's like, oh, never mind. I'm getting taken back to my universe. And just like, <laughs> just teleporting back. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to explain that. I don't, I don't know how they're, how they're going to go through with any of that. It's, it's very weird. I think they said that Morbius exists in like this strange convergence the dimension you know where like everything's just kind of meshed together i don't remember where i heard that but it also you know i i, I don't know i don't know man um okay <laughs> uh, okay i mean it's it's not really like i care much about the Morbius movie anyway <laughs> uh, you and i are gonna be pretty busy when it comes out anyway so i think yeah i think that's our uh, first week of being at uh Walt Disney World. Um, at Walt, Walt Disney. But we'll probably see it a few weeks after it comes out and be like, "Well, that was a movie, just like Venom 2. <laughs> like, dude, that I don't, uh, I don't even, t I don't even want to talk about Venom Two. Okay, yeah. Well, good thing that Venom immediately disappeared from this universe. Dude, he. <laughs> Jacob and I had this discussion. Um, the 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 end, the the mid credit scene when like Venom is just drunk, like asking this, or I mean when. when when uh, Eddie is drunk, like talking to this guy, um, I didn't. I completely forgot that he was drunk, and just the way that he was talking, he was like, "So you telling me that they got you know big green guy and they big, <laughs> yeah. big strong dude?" And I was like, "I was like, he sounds drunk." And and Jacob was like, like he pointed at all the margaritas. He was like, "He is drunk." And I was like, "Oh." And he, and then he said, "But he honestly isn't acting." <laughs> He honestly isn't acting any more different than, no. than he already is. Um, and so we just had this joke that, like, he just shows up to Peter, and he's just like, I was going on in the city, but... It's because he's just... He's such a he's such a caricature of a man. He's just so... I hate it. I don't want to see yeah. it anymore. Get... <laughs> Listen, my friend DM'd me the morning after I saw it, and he was like, dude, I was so sad when Venom disappeared, and I was like... I wasn't. <laughs> like, I'm Dude. like, get him out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> the only thing, the only thing that was good about it is that he left a little bit of the symbiote behind. Um, hopefully, which has nothing of the personality of Venom in the yeah, act. Yeah, like, hopefully, hopefully Peter doesn't put on the black suit and then he just hears like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I am Venom. <laughs> I need brains. Ah! <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> Peter's like, ah! <laughs> just like freaking out. <laughs> Just like screaming, you know. Like yeah. I can only imagine Tom's being like, "Get off me!" Ah! Like you know, because uh, I want it to be like a true black suit uh, storyline where like he gets it and nothing is abnormal for a long time, you know. Like, yeah, he just thinks he it's gets cool. It. Yeah, like it's just like okay, because that's how it happened in the comics. He went to space and he got this really cool alien costume, and then it was like, "Oh no, that alien!" <laughs> like. Because he didn't think it was else. alive, he was like, "Yeah." And it was—it's a really cool storyline in the comics, but, um, but yeah. Uh, okay, this is our question. But uh -huh. now we're missing a person, so we're gonna have to prescribe it for Keenan. 
and you're gonna yeah. have to prescribe it for me, and I'm gonna have to prescribe no, it for you. No. We were, we were making a joke beforehand. We'll come up with a consensus for Keenan, but we were saying, okay, if like which one is most similar out of the us three to Andrew, Toby, or Tom? And I was like, I don't know. I my I default. Honestly, I honestly don't know. I I really I think you embrace a lot of. You're like a blend of Tom and Andrew. I'm going to go and say Andrew for you because I feel like he's I'm the most human cool. and he <laughs> like but he like, <laughs> like I guess he would Keenan or aliens. <laughs> I, I guess the way you started the podcast do, does kind of make you seem like an alien. I'm going guys just ready to walk around with coffee and rifle. <laughs> anybody's seen Men in Black, it's like the cockroach guy. He's like, like sugar, water, like. <laughs> but no, like you've got like you've got the style, you've got the cool guy vibes, like. I don't know. You got the hair, man. Like, dang, dang. Grayson said I had cool guy vibes. That's, that's you do. You like you do have like, and you're not like a straight up like nerd. You know, like you're like you I'm, have you have more of like the like I guess like outcast vibes of Andrew rather than being like I'm a nerd. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's because uh... that's how Toby sounds. I don't know if you remember. He's like, Hey, MJ, I'm a nerd. <laughs> It's the, this is the most advanced scientific lab on the Easter Seaboard, MJ! <laughs> and MJ's like... Dead. Can't see my face, but it's just like the, the blushing, like, wide-eyed emoji, just like... <laughs> no, we, 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 we love Toby, but, but yeah, he's, he's definitely quite, quite the nerd. Because um, the sound waves, when they propagate... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are such a nerd. No, I'm not! <laughs> Uh, oh my god. Who is Keenan? Keenan is. Uh, he. Mm, he feels like. I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for that. Jeez. Uh, Jeez. Oh, gee, Willikers. Um, I don't think he has the energy of Andrew or Tom. Yeah, I really, like, I can probably. I'll probably just say. Just say Toby. Uh, because I feel like, I feel like he would basically say the same thing that Toby did when he walks through, uh, the portal and he's like, Hey, sorry, I just stepped through. Oh, and now it's closed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't imagine Keenan saying this. It's like, Hey, I, oh, it's gone. <laughs> like... Um, yeah. And, and then also, uh, in, in, uh, in, in No Way Home, to Toby, Toby's a, a bit more like soft spoken, you know, he, he doesn't really like he, he, he when he, like, like he says, uh, he says much fewer words than Andrew Spitlake, for instance. Like, yeah. like Andrew is just so wacky, uh, also, and, I, and if, I love him. And also, like, I can hear Keenan being like, if someone comes up to him saying like, "I love you," he's gonna be like, "Thank okay. you." Uh, oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, oh, so 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 this has this has nothing to do with his performance. Um, probably also nothing to do with his performance and uh, like the other Spider-Man movies, uh, but. But Jacob told me about this joke that someone said about Tobey Maguire, um, and because it's it's like a celebrities read mean tweets thing, and they yeah. said that they said that Tobey Maguire is like, it's like he has a hamster inside him that's controlling him like a robot. <laughs> <laughs> 
And when I heard it, I just laughed. Like, I laughed so much. Even even Toby thought it was funny. He just said, Toby Maguire seems like there's a, there's a hamster inside of control. <laughs> Dude, some of the mean tweets things on Jimmy Kimmel, they're like, some of them are like not even insulting. You're just like, what does okay. this mean? It's just like, like okay, why, why, why are you okay. insulting me like this? Yeah, yeah. Were you also thinking Tyler, the creator? Yeah. Saying, okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Why are you making him sound like a gremlin? That's what he sounds like. He just goes, okay. <laughs> okay. Something, or yeah. a goblin would be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is for me playing a lot of D&D. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so I'm Andrew... <laughs> But I don't know if I can make you Tom, though. I, uh, you, you're I don't like, know. I, I think you're a mixture of... Yeah, I, I think you're a mixture of all three, honestly. I just, I don't even get the honor of being one select when I'm just like, I am all Spider-Man. You, you, are, you, are, you are all Spider-Man. Well, because, I did, well, I did give you the prescription of being, you're a mixture of Andrew and Tom. Because, like... What what was the what was the Tom part? I think you only said the Andrew part. Like the it's kind of like the nerdier aspects of you of like being into more of pop culture and uh, things like yeah. that. Because he's uh, like but obviously I don't call, super, I don't super call into Adats, Star Wars. I don't call Adats walkie thingies. Okay, like he's he's got to work on that. Listen, no, he was bringing it down to the other Avengers levels. Remember, oh, because yeah. is T'Challa gonna know what an ATAT is? Probably not. He didn't even know what sneakers were called, okay? The walkie <laughs> thingies. <laughs> okay. Tony Stark would probably know that they're ATATs. Clint, walkie thingy. No, Clint's on the other team. Never mind. Uh, Vision, I don't know. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it depends on how much like information Ultron had looked in Star Wars on the internet. <laughs> Star Wars? Okay, maybe humanity Pe doesn't deserve to die. <laughs> Peace in our time. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, everybody on Team Iron Man other than Iron Man is probably not going to know that it's an ATAT. -AT. So he had to bring it down yeah. to their level, but clearly in Homecoming, and I mean, he's got the little, he's still got the Lego Emperor Palpatine yeah, at the end right. of the movie. That, that must be kind of weird, weird for uh, Ian McDermott, you know, who, who, who plays uh, Palpatine, for, for those who just uh, have questioning minds about that, um, to see, like, Peter put down the figure of Palpatine just on his on his shelf, and then Ian's like, hey, that's me. <laughs> Do you think uh, Ian McDermott watches the Spider-Man movies? I don't really know if he watches anything. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. He just kind of disappears <laughs> and then shows back up when he needs to be Palpatine. Um, I'm glad they just like kept that around, though, because you know, obviously the Lego Death Star got smashed again. <laughs> again? But, yeah. Yeah. That's why they were all on the table. It was like, this is your Legos. I need your Legos. Um I yeah so 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 yeah I think you're a mixture of all three. Um, I think I think Keenan is a mixture of Andrew and uh, Toby. So so yeah so 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 Keenan's Keenan's Andrew Andrew and Toby. I'm Andrew and Tom, and then you're all three. Just all three because I'm a super geek Dirk Dirk. You Bye. are you are a <laughs> uh, you. You're a geek, cool guy, awkward boy. Um, it, yeah. and it, like, like you, you have the like, like you've you've got the uh, like awkward politeness of Toby, the cool guy, <laughs> the, the cool guy status of Andrew, and then the, the 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 geeky and pluckiness of Tom. So, there you go. I'm gonna it's kiss been, you. it's been. Thank you. 
Um, it's been it's it's been decided. It's in the cards. There we go. None of us is a specific one. We're just all com combinations. Um, yeah. Anyway, back to your regularly scheduled program. Is there anything else to talk about in this movie? We probably could talk a lot about it, but I'm trying to think if there's anything that we've missed. Oh, uh, okay, for Keenan, because we totally missed this scene, and you're, I know you think it's a great scene. Uh, we were talking about the spider sense earlier mm -hmm. and how all of the spider sense scenes in this movie are fantastic, and the one Ooh, that yeah. specifically stands out is when he's in the apartment right before everything goes down, and it just he's in the room with... Uh, with um, Doc Ock and and Norman. Uh, and Norman and he's and he's like looking around, you know, like something's something's clearly wrong. It like it just kind of zooms out like the um the uh what is it the aperture uh, changes? I'm trying to trying to think of my camera terms. I'm totally blanking. It's the depth of field though, basically like it's like a different uh ratio and yeah. it completely zooms out and you're like uh and you're like whoa, okay. Which is such a cool touch because they had not done that in the previous ones, but it's like a now like a definitive spider sense thing, and uh, and he's just looking around, and everyone's like, "Peter, are you okay? Like, what's wrong?" And he immediately just just like webs uh, Gobby or uh, Norman Gob Gobby, <laughs> uh, and he's just like, and he's just like, Willem Dafoe's uh, Green Goblin's not even like mad; he's just impressed, you know? He's just like, yeah. He's that, like, that, that's that, a neat trick of yours. That's, that's a neat trick. I don't know. <laughs> and he goes, he goes like, Norman's on sabbatical, honey. <laughs> Which, <laughs> um, all, but, but yeah, so so in that scene, you can see the exact progression of, of uh, Spider-Sense um, to where he finally realizes what it is. So it starts off of just him sensing imminent danger. Mm -hmm. And so then he starts looking around. And then his spider sense tells him it's happening in the apartment. So he goes into the middle of the apartment. And then his spider sense tells him that it's coming from one of the villains. So he starts looking at them. And then Max like, why are you looking at me like that? And then it's like, it's from Norman. And then that, that's how he pinpoints it. So, so it's like this step by step. That's him figuring it out. And that's so great. Also, it's great to see Spider-Sense in action against Doctor Strange, which was very cool. Oh yeah! Um, oh yeah! Where he's like moving the box. He's like, "How are you doing this?" <laughs> yeah, we, we we neglected to talk about Doctor Strange really uh, for the review at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, honestly, he he was great. I love to see him. Um, he he but. was a, he was great, and I really liked the way Peter beat Doctor Strange because it was yeah. something that Doctor Strange is a surgeon. He is a smart guy, but Peter Parker likes math, yeah. and <laughs> and as a as a fan of geometry. I was like, don't say that. Oh. <laughs> Listen, if you if you guys want to know how I feel about math, my mom's a math teacher. My favorite class that I ever took in college was just general trigonometry in my freshman year of college. I was a media production major. That was my favorite class to take because I love problem solving like that. So yeah. when he immediately was like figuring out the type of spiral it was and I mean, I feel it's hard to believe that he did all of that math in his head like that, but it's, it was still really cool to see. And the fact that he, like, basically entangled Doctor Strange, super cool uh, Spider-Man moment there because that's him using his intellect. And he's not relying on his fancy gadgets or his suit or anything. He's relying on his self, his own mind. And that, Dude, I love that. 
Did you see uh, in the scene when he's just moving his arm back and forth, you know, while while he, uh, he was pushed out of his body? Um, in that out-of-body sequence, you can actually see the lines of his spider sense above his head. No. Yeah, so so you see, like, this ripple. What? Yeah, so so you see, like, th this ripple of these lines coming out of his head, and it's, like, classic spider sense, and that's happening while you see his his uh, his hands moving. That's so cool! Yeah, Jacob and I spotted that uh, during our first showing, and, and, like, we were like, yo, that is so sick, because it gets pushed out of his body, and he's like, whoa, this is so cool, and, like, you can see, like, how the air around him kind of folds inwardly, but then you see the lines above his head like that. It's just, it's great. It's great. It's very great. Oh, okay. Next time I go watch it, I'm going to check that out. That's actually really cool. Um, very happy with that. Yeah. And, uh, it's just, it's just very cool. Another thing I wanted to mention, uh, I think they're definitely setting up something. I think they're definitely starting to set up Hobgoblin, Hobgoblin with Ned. Like, do you think people? Okay, you're like the third or fourth person to say that to me, and I, I, I'm sort of understanding, but not fully. So, we we've already got that that thing of of Ned being able to like create like, like control magic, and then uh, not not to say that really has anything to do with it, but it sets up potential, I'd say. And then Doctor Strange is like, you wait, you you created that portal, hmm, you know, and walks away. Yeah. Um, and then. When, like, for some reason, my, my first theater played it for a laugh, uh, but but when Ned, like, rolls up to Toby, and he's like, do you have a best friend? And Toby's like, I did. Uh, he tried to, he, but but he died in my arms after he tried to kill me. It was heartbreaking. Um, yeah. He does say it, though, in a way where it's like, it's, it is kind of funny where he's like... It, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> like a, it's like a comedic prompt, but I don't know. It's also know. sad. Like, <laughs> Like I don't know. It's just like like Ned's like, and I'm definitely not not gonna turn into a supervillain and try to kill you later, um, and and like that that moment like that was played like a little bit longer, right? And I feel like I feel like there's something that's gonna happen, you know? Because I feel like they're they're not, they're not done with Ned and MJ. I feel like we're gonna go back to them now. Imagine imagine Ned just finding out that you know, all of this stuff happened and then he didn't, uh, like, like his, his mind was just wiped of it. Like, he, like, like Peter didn't keep his promise. He made him promise that he was going to come back and, 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 uh, and like become friends with him again. And then Peter didn't follow up on that promise. And you know, Ned maybe figures out or something. Yeah. I'm just saying, I feel like it could be something. And yeah. yeah so I, I think it'd be pretty cool. Like, especially Hobgoblin controlling magic. That would be pretty that dope. That would be a cool twist. I, I would not hate to see that. As long as he did implement some other tools. Yeah. Um, maybe he brings in a different type of magic or something. Because in the comics, Hobgoblin is just a green goblin clone. He literally like took the same uh, serum that, um, that green goblin did um, and took a costume and kind of painted it himself and was like, ah, I'm the Hobgoblin, ah, I'm different, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, I mean, there's like seven different Hobgoblins in the, the comics, but Ned is one of them. Um, and if they wanted to do that, that'd be cool. And I, I wouldn't hate if there was a difference with this one where he could use maybe a little bit of magic. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they already have acknowledged that rumor. There was an interview with them, like them talking about fan theories and... Uh, and that was one of the fan theories was that yeah, Ned, which I mean has been one for a long time, but um, 
they said uh, they, they, they were like, uh, is 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 Ned gonna become Hobgoblin? And then Tom's like, there's a moment, and I mean that that moment is just probably Ned just saying like, I'm not gonna turn into a villain and kill you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to see something come of it, but we'll see. Yeah, I think it'd be cool, especially if they're trying to make more personal stories for uh, for Peter in the future. Um, yeah. What I was going to say there earlier about that spider sense scene in the apartment is just the way it builds tension. Like, the first time I was watching it, I, it, I was so tense in that scene. I was like, oh, God, what is about to happen right now, you know? Um, I and had it, anxiety a, through most of that movie. <laughs> it is it is a pretty tense movie. Um, one, I think the last real thing I have to talk about is when... Doctor Strange is trying to close the dimensional like b- rifts, and all mm-hmm. of the villains are trying to come through. You see a lot of really cool classic Spider-Man villains. Uh, you see Scorpion, you see Kraven the Hunter, you see mm-hmm. classic Rhino. Yeah, classic uh, Rhino. I saw a version of Doc Ock that had the classic arms, like the kind of stubbier, thicker arms. Um, I saw. What? Who else did I see? I think I. Th- that may have been it. That may have been all I, I saw. But there's certainly more. I mean, there was a ton of villains. So, if if there was a Spider-Man villain, there it was probably in that scene. Imagine um, if they all came through. Like they weren't able to figure that out. So it was just this explosion of people that knew who uh, who Peter Parker was. Dude, that would be. Something else. This is something else. This is something else. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't have much to say to this like about spoilers other than I love what they did with this movie. I'm so happy how they balanced it and managed to pull it off, and how it is the most like Peter Parker centric movie out of the MCU Spider-Man films. Um, mm-hmm. Something that I really wanted, and I just I love his arc. I got so emotional during many moments in this movie um, yeah that that's probably that that is the mcu movie that probably made me uh cry the most yeah um, it there is a lot of very good moments in in like heartbreaking to also like bittersweet to just like happy crying you know like oh this is so beautiful um, yeah that's and and that's something that's super special about the mcu i was thinking about this when i was watching uh, hawkeye like last week Mm-hmm. where the MCU has been going on for such a long time now that I just we we all feel so invested, you know. Yeah. And like everything just feels so personal these days because we care deeply about these characters. Um, I want to I want to put this into perspective. The MCU started in 2008. It's about to be 2022. <sighs> it means by May of next year we will be 6 years away. For it to be the MC to be twenty years old, <laughs> no, that's really bad. It, that's, that's so crazy. yeah. So uh, MCU started when I was when I was eight, and now I'm twenty two. When we're twenty eight, uh, it'll be twenty years old. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, I I think this is a good time to uh, just just do our friend. Jacob a favor um, and I'm going to read his statement about the movie okay. um, because Go honestly I think I think we, we owe him this um, and I swear to God we're going to get you on an episode at some point buddy I swear um, <laughs> he said I love that 
Overall, this is a top-tier Spider-Man movie. It really nailed everything. Surprisingly dark at certain points, really, really digging into that character growth and showing us the heart and mind of our hero, an overarching poignancy that settled into the movie but wasn't overbearing, all-around great acting, fan service at its finest, the real mix of witty humor and stupid humor that you should always get with Spider-Man, and a back-to-basics ending that left the character in his most recognizable position. I wholeheartedly agree. That was very well said. And perfectly wraps up this episode. Thank you, Jacob. That. Thank you, Jacob. Um, well, that's going to do it for this episode. And that ends the journey to No Way Home. If you haven't seen the movie, go do yourself a favor and do it. I hope you just did not listen to all of that not seeing the movie. If you did, you're a fool. Uh, <laughs> or, or, if, or if you did, thanks for listening because apparently you like us that much. Um, yes, I know a lot of people have been very attentive to this series that Keenan and I have been doing, and now um, I wish he was here for the very end of this episode, but um, but we're still in finishing it nonetheless. Um, I think this is our wow, yes, arguably our this is our longest episode that we have done, almost a two-hour long episode. Um, this what and deservedly so. This there's a lot to talk about in this movie, but. Um, Keenan also says thank you. I know he he does, and um, and to anybody who in, was invested in just messaged us or was excited about Spider Man or learned something new about this series. We just I, I'm glad it makes me very happy. So, Spider Man is something that I'm super passionate about, and I want to share that passion. Um, so yes, thank you from well, the bottom of my heart. Um, if you want, you can follow us at ComicBlast underscore on Twitter and Instagram. We're not very active on there. Gonna not gonna even lie to you, but if you want to, you totally can. You can follow me at Shrades the Rate on the same places. You can follow Keenan at Keenan Creates. Um, Cole, where can they follow you at? You can follow me at the Cosmic Lotus on Twitter and at and the Forces with me on Instagram. Uh, and uh, yeah. I can, can I leave with, with one final thing? Yes. Uh, I think that, that it's fitting to close uh, this Spider-Man, this, this journey to No Way Home with a quote from Stan Lee uh, saying, That person who helps others simply because it should or must be done and because it is the right thing to do is indeed, without a doubt, a real superhero.